Good day to everybody. Welcome to the Game of the Month podcast. I am Tristan, aka Vinyl Richie on Battle.net, Nintendo Network, all of those good things. Um, and I'm here with my cohort, Sam, aka Stairbender, on all of the things. <laughs> and today we are going to be talking about Star Crawlers. Star Crawlers, uh, yeah. But before we get to that, um, we've got a few things that we want to go over. First off, uh, what we've been playing recently. Um, want to start us off? Uh, yeah, as soon as I find my note. <laughs> Sorry, I'm under underprepared here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, man, like, I was thinking about it this morning, and having a month, like, in between shows gives a lot of time to play a lot of games. Um, so I kind of picked, um, just the top five off my Steam <laughs> that showed I'd played recently. Um, and I'll kind of go backwards here. Um, I played some more fight, I think, shortly after our last... Podcast. It's a game. Actually, I think it's you a got. Great game. I think you got me that one. I did uh, on that Steam. Was, that was your Christmas present. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I played a little bit of that. Not a whole lot, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a fun it's a fun game. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it's a really good game. Um, it's it's really simple, but it's kind of got the same kind of idea as like uh, No Man's Sky or something like that. Yeah. But it's also like just got like this faint whisper of metroid prime to it um that i really like and uh yeah i mean it's a it's a good game super geometric um art style like very minimalistic but it works uh, and it works really well um also playing playing lots of boundless i shouldn't say lots i played uh i don't know about a week or so i guess of boundless well not a whole you know not like like a week straight yeah okay yeah um which it's like <laughs> Minecraft on steroids plus uh, MMO, like it's totally, it's all online, um, you're always running into multiple players, but it's oh, kind of in space too, you're on like planets and then you can, if you get the right resources and technology and stuff, you can uh, like teleport to another planet nearby and I, I don't know, it's really cool, it's hard to explain, check it out on Steam, um, I really love it, I, I told you uh, I have a weird uh, relationship with that game, and I backed it. It didn't do the, they didn't do like a regular Kickstarter, but they crowdfunded it to start with, and um, so I ended up actually. I think I spent a hundred bucks on it because I was like, I bought in. I really bought into. Dang. Yeah, I really bought into what they were selling, and um, all the early like alpha stuff was a hell of a lot of fun, and it's changed a lot. And I think I kind of burned myself out early. And then it changed, and it was like, oh, I don't want to learn all this new stuff. Uh, I don't want to learn crafting recipes, cause, because before you could just, like, have infinite of whatever. Um, and so then I came back to it recently, and, and it's still changed since the last time I tried to play it, but um, I don't know. It's it's really good. It's really, really good. Yeah, it, it does look like a really interesting game. It's definitely one that I've been wanting to give a shot. Um, third, Rocket League. I don't... I don't think that really needs any more said. Um, Colony Survival, it's another uh, kind of voxel game, um, similar to Minecraft, but it's all about, you've got, um, you're like a king, and you recruit colonists, and you build a colony, you got to watch your food, zombies attack at night, there's like different levels of zombies too, and the more people you have, the more zombies attack, so you have to um, kind of figure out a strategy for your guards to keep everybody safe. Um, it's really good. It's, uh, I think it's maybe early access too, but it's a lot of fun. And it's pretty simple, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know, a lot of fun. And then Laser League, I picked that up last week. Uh, it just got released. I was a little salty. I didn't get into the beta program, um, but it's a lot of fun. Um, I feel like the matchmaking needs a little bit of work, and there's not a lot really to the game yet. I f it's early access at this point, so, um, I, I'd say maybe wait. It's supposed to be like eighteen bucks later, and it's like ten bucks now. Would you like to elaborate on the matchmaking at all? I know you have some pretty <laughs> strong opinions about it. Well, here's 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 the thing. You you start off obviously level one, and 
even at level one, you can get paired up against teams of, uh, you can get paired with or against like higher level guys, like 10, 9, 10. And the levels don't actually get you anything extra other than um, basically cosmetic items. Um, but it just doesn't feel fair to me that players that are just starting the game should be going, going up against players that have quite a few hours in the game. And uh, there's a lot of hate on the Steam discussion page for people saying that the matchmaking is not great. And people are, and then I hate to call them fanboys, but like people are just really railing on the people that are. This is getting confusing. <laughs> people are really mad that people are saying the matchmaking is not quite right. Not the developers, but just other fans of the game. And, uh, and they want to say that uh, level is about time played only and not skill, which to some extent is true, but the more time you put in a game, the more skills you're going to be at it. So. Hmm. Interesting. But otherwise... It's, we had a lot of fun playing it. It's a hell it. of a lot of fun. Yeah, it's got... It does have a local multiplayer, too. So you can do, like... You can do versus or co-op against AI bots, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Cool. Anything else? Uh, that's everything on my... Wait, this is recently played, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's everything. Oh. <laughs> you you got me excited at, for a second. I, I thought I'm you had something special. I'm looking at my two different notes again <laughs> and seeing they're in two different orders. That's why I got real confused. You got to go to UWP, <laughs> man. That's the only way to go with one note. <laughs> Okay, so for me, I have made um, definitely one of the worst and best decisions of my life and started <laughs> playing World of Warcraft. Yes, started playing World of Warcraft in 2018. Um, but I gotta say, it's uh, even though it is a game that is 14 years old, um, it feels very, very fresh, um, and it's very easy to get into. Um, it's an absolutely gigantic world. I'm sure nobody really needs to be told that at this Surprise. point. But... Um, I was a little uh, concerned, I guess, in the beginning, um, that it was going to be, you know, you were going to be confined to too small an area, you know, while you were, you know, kind of in the first couple of levels. Oh, but yeah. actually, um, and, and you say, talking about Laser League, um, actually kind of made me appreciate it a little bit more just because I think that Blizzard has done a really good job of, uh, you know, while you are, you know, between like level one and say like 20 or so, um, of keeping you in an area where, you know, the, uh, the difficulty is, uh, manageable. It's manageable. Yeah. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, so it's, uh, but actually, you know, once, once you level up a little bit, you get into like level 10 or so, there are a lot of places that you can go. Um, and it's really cool because there's, a, there's actually a great community to the game. I mean, of course it's not without its trolls. It's not without its, you know, well, annoying it people. Warcraft, exactly. I expect there to be some sort of trolls <laughs> in it. <laughs> Troll, trolls of a different kind, a different species of troll. A troll of a different color. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, because even though you're playing with you know completely random people, obviously, um, you know, if you get stuck on something, there have been several situations, you know, where there's you know a certain not boss, but you know uh, a big grizzly monster that I had to cut down, yeah. and I couldn't do it by myself, so you know some random Rando. person wandering by you know, help me out with it. That's really cool. Um, yeah. I haven't joined, like, any guilds or, you know, done any dungeons or anything like that yet, because I'm actually wow. still only level 25. We'd only expect that if you were playing Guild Wars 2 <laughs> and not World of Warcraft. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really great game. And, uh, you know, even though it's got a lot of legacy to it, it's been around for a really long time, um, it's super easy to get into, very easy to pick up and play. And... Even though I definitely have spent a lot of time playing it, yeah. um, I actually don't think that it's quite like the life suck that I thought it was before mm. I started playing it. Just because that's you, interesting. You Maybe actually we should ask. <laughs> you actually can like you know jump in you know for for fifteen minutes or so, do a few quests, you know, have a good time, and yeah. and then get off. Um, one thing that I really like about it is. Um, so as you're going through the world, you know, you're picking up different weapons and skills and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The management system for those is actually really good. Um, oh, yeah. You can have, like, up to five bags um, to keep all of your stuff in. Um, they vary in how many slots they have. Okay. Um, it's really easy to keep everything organized, and, uh, and, I, and I actually really appreciate that about the game. Because we've talked about games before that had sort of poor management or inventory management systems. 
And uh, it's just a small pet peeve of ours. It, it's a small pet peeve, but it is something <laughs> that really kind of you know, it uh, it affects your your experience with the game. Um, and everything about WoW has been really great so far. Um, cool. The other thing that I've been playing a lot of is uh, the original StarCraft. Um, actually, picked uh, both the uh, both the game and uh, and Brood War the expansion up uh, for three dollars at Goodwill. Um, so that was a really neat find. Um, wow, okay. The one really cool thing about it, and you don't actually need to, to purchase the game, um, the remastered version um, is available for free, but um, if uh-huh. you do have uh, the original game, because, mm. um, yeah, I, I found this out, I just uh, I tried to connect to Battle.net just to see you know if I could even get online yeah. anymore, and um, it started doing an update. After it completed that, um, you don't actually get um, like the the HD textures um, or a couple of other things, but you know you can connect to Battle.net and play with other people, and you can also just launch it through the uh, the Blizzard app instead of having to have the disc. Oh, okay. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, still a great game. I don't feel like I really need to go on about. Every, everybody's you know knows what StarCraft is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's mostly what I've been playing. Wow. A little bit of Fortnite and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but you know. Those are the ones that I really wanted to highlight. Lots of lots of Blizzard. Lots yeah. of Blizzard. Lots of yeah. Blizzard. All right, that's okay. So we've been looking forward to. Uh, well, I, I I hate to do this, but I'm going to mention it again. Sea of Thieves. <laughs> I'm so excited for that game, and you know it's uh, the beta. I think was shortly after uh, the first episode we recorded, and I played that because I was in on the alpha, so I got to get into the closed beta without having to pre-purchase, which is nice. Um, I mean, I'm going to. I just haven't done it yet, so get off my back, okay? Uh, and um, so it was a little bit different. There was a different um, NPC that you dealt with as far as um, turning in your chests and getting your missions from and stuff and and how your crew picks which uh, voyage, as they call them, or quest, essentially, Um you're going to go on. Um, so there was some kind of new fun stuff in there, but it was still kind of the same old gameplay. And afterwards, I was like, you know, it was a lot of fun. And I was, you know, reading people's, re- I don't want to say reviews, but, you know, everybody was talking about it on the interwebs. And people were like, you know, we're kind of worried about it because it's like so monotonous. And, and, and I even saw people saying that it was a boring game. And... I can see where you're coming from with that kind of, you know, with that mentality, but I think if that's how you feel, it's just not the game for you. You know, it's it's like roleplay as a pirate, you know, the most, like, romanticized pirate thing ever, you know, and just have a lot of fun. So if, like, you're not having fun just sailing around on the ocean with a crew of four people or two people or even just by yourself and, you know, just kind of screwing around... Maybe it's just not the game for you, you know. I'm, but since the closed beta came out, there's been a lot of information that's come out about progression in the game and and just some other stuff that's going to be in it. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. It's interesting uh, that you say that, just because uh, I really feel a lot of the same way about WoW. Um, yeah. Even though there are, you know, of course, a plethora of quests to do in pretty much each area. You know, you do kind of come across, a t- you know, a couple of times where, like, you know, there isn't a whole lot that, that you have to do. I yeah. mean, there are, like, story missions and things like that. Um, but that is kind of part of the fun of the game is just, like, adventuring around, not yeah. necessarily doing something. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that's 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 the other kind of half of it, right? Yeah, you have the quest that you can go on, but... At any point, if you just want to sail around and either hunt other pirates or assault the skeleton uh, fortresses or whatever, or just, I mean, chests will just spawn on islands somewhat randomly. So you can just sail from one island to another and and look for any chests that are just hanging out. Or maybe you need to restock your ship so, you know, you can sail around and do that. I mean, I don't know. To me, it's just like there's, I feel like there's almost always something you can be doing even if even if you're just sailing around not necessarily doing anything and just shooting the shit with your friends or or a bunch of randos because i've never had actually i had one bad instance it was the first time i logged into the uh, closed beta 
I logged in, uh, I got signed in and everything. And by the time I had spawned, actually spawned in, my crewmates had already voted me into the brig. And for whatever reason, my mic wasn't working. I think I had push to talk on and I thought I had it off. And so, yeah, I just left that crew and joined another one. And it was fine. At least you didn't get voted into the poop deck. <laughs> well, it's kind of the same. It's at the very bottom <laughs> deck. So if there are any holes in the bottom of the ship, you're going to drown. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of rough. But yeah, so see if these... Um, I think I mentioned this one last time too, Monster Hunter World. It is out, but it's only out on console, and it's going to be coming out on PC eventually, so I'm just going to wait for it on PC, so um, I'm still looking forward to it. It looks like a hell of a lot of fun. I am enjoying watching other people play it, uh, but I like to play it myself. And then lastly, I saw, um, just today actually, I was on GOG. Uh, they have a free free game right now, so sign in if you haven't get it. Um, but, uh, Darksiders 3 is coming out eventually. We don't actually have a release date yet, but it is actually coming to, uh, GOG, uh, on release. So I'll probably get it there instead of Steam, actually, just because it's DRM free and everything that way. But, um, I'm really looking forward to that. I really loved Darksiders, uh, 1. Um, I have enjoyed Darksiders 2, but it's like... A huge game, and I just haven't had the patience to actually finish it yet. So, um, but Darksiders Three looks great. So, that's that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, just to sing the praise the praises of Gog real quick. Um, I think that because I mean, obviously, like Steam has the biggest community. You know, everybody and buys their games, games on Steam. Yeah. You know, I you know that's that's absolutely true. But I think in an age where you know uh, digital purchases are becoming more and more common. It's nice to have the confidence of, like, even though I don't own something physical, um, since it is, you know, DRM-free, I can, you know, I can stick it on a flash drive and yeah. do whatever I want with it. Um, it does make me feel a little bit more like I actually own something. Uh, so Yeah, well, it's just, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about, maybe we should talk about GOG, and I was like, well, that's not really what the podcast is about. But yeah, I mean, you're totally right. Um, it's just, it's so great, I mean, because you can... We actually did this for Star Crawlers. Um, I am yeah. the, the one who owns the game, but I own it on through GOG, and so I can just download a .exe file and give it to T A. Sorry, I defaulted to my. They didn't work normal, it off the depot with your us. normal nickname. <laughs> um, <laughs> I gave it to Tristan, and and he played it that way. And I mean, maybe that's a little bit shifty but um yeah just being able to buy but it's something, your game you bought it you know but to be able to buy something and then just be able to take it anywhere you want so if for some reason gog goes down in a couple of years i can just go through my library and download all those exes and or you know dot bz twos or whatever for <laughs> linux or I, I can just take it wherever i need to go that way so i don't i'm not it i'm not uh, tied to a specific platform. Steam is great, and I don't think Steam's going to go anywhere, at least not anytime soon, but, you know, you're you're always tied into that ecosystem, and it's not all bad by any means, but having a little bit more freedom is always a good thing, I think. Totally agree. All right, so what if, what are what are you looking forward to? Um, so, just actually recently, um, I discovered that Microsoft Studios is doing a definitive edition of Age of Empires. Um, definitely one oh my of my gosh. favorite games uh, from, from childhood. Um, the first one? Yeah, the original okay. one. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, that launches on Monday, actually, on the, uh, on okay. the Microsoft Store. Uh, apparently, that's going to be the only place that you can get it, at least for now. Um, but it's nice for the, for the Microsoft Store to at least have something yeah. on there. Well, um, <laughs> I guess Sea of Thieves is, is there, too. True, yeah, true. If you're going to play on PC, Sea of Thieves, you have to buy through um, the Windows Store. And you have to have Windows 10, don't you? And you have to have Windows 10. It's Windows 10, Xbox One. Yeah. But yeah, um, Age of Empires Definitive Edition should be uh, absolutely excellent. That'll be good. Um, I mean... I've never really gotten to, like, the campaign part of <laughs> Age of Empires, yeah. but, um, you know, maybe this time I'll actually play through it. Um, 
as far for me, like the only campaigns in RTS games that were really worth anything were just like StarCraft and Warcraft <laughs> because they were actually really well written. But um, yeah. anyway, really looking forward to it. Launches Monday, Microsoft Store. Um, and the other one, I'm not necessarily sure if I'm looking forward to it, but I'm interested in it. Um, and that's Metal Gear Survive. Um, it's actually yeah. coming out the day after. So this is the first Metal Gear game um, that Konami is releasing without Hideo Kojima. This is, um, yeah, the first one that's not really a Metal Gear game. That's right. my understanding, too. I actually just watched a video about this this morning, you, so this is interesting. You might kind of count uh, Revengeance, but um, I actually thought that was a pretty good game, even though it was just a just a hack and slash. But, um, but yeah, so Metal Gear Survive is completely different than pretty much every Metal Gear game ever. Um, there's not really an element of stealth to it. Um, you're fighting well... zombies... I think you can sneak around the zombies. You might be able to sneak around the zombies. <laughs> um, but it's not its not the focus. Um, no. But it, I am interested to at least try it. Um, it looks I'm interesting. Pretty big fan of the Metal Gear Solid games. So, you know, anything that's in that universe is definitely something that I'm going to check out. Um, but yeah, that's actually releasing uh, the day after, February 21st. Um, so that'll be Tuesday. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, that, that one looks interesting. Um, the video I was watching, they basically, their thought process was like, you know, they made, like, this engine for uh, five, and they were probably just like, we can't just release one. Anymore, so, <laughs> so here's Survive. <laughs> yeah, from what I understand, this is actually supposed to take place between um, the two parts of Metal Gear Solid Five, mm. uh, Ground Zeroes and the Phantom Pain. So uh-huh. we'll see how it goes. All right. Cool. Um, oh, shit, I guess it's that time. And Sea of Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> A new recruit to Sea of Thieves. Uh, oh, you know what I didn't do? All right, sorry, we're having technical difficulties here. Someone didn't pull in the music. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's... Uh, how do I go up? <laughs> well, while Sam's sorting out his technical difficulties... Um, <laughs> it is time to talk about Star Crawlers. Starcrawlers, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can. Can you not talk about Star Crawlers? That's not what I meant. Um, hang on here. Uh, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe. I have, we might have to find some new software for this. So if you've never heard of the game at all, um, which I actually hadn't um, before oh, we decided we that this was a game that we were going to do, um, it's it's kind of like, um, and this is this is kind of a reach, but um, the 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 gameplay style is very similar to um, some of the Shining games uh, that were released back on Sega uh, in the '90s, um, Shining in the Darkness and Shining the Holy Ark. Um, it is a grid-style uh, RPG, um, which means you move kind of one block at a time. Yeah. Um, turn-based combat, and um, got a very sort of uh, sort of a StarCraft-inspired uh, atmosphere. At least that's kind of what I got from it. Um, yeah. Um, I was going to say, I know, I think I said last time at the end of the episode that it was similar to uh, Dungeons of Dreadmore, and that was just uh, not right at all. Um, I was thinking of Legend of Grimrock. Ah, okay. Uh, which is like, uh, it's, 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 it is definitely a little bit different, but it's kind of that same dungeon crawling, this was in the space. Um, but yeah, just kind of moving through one tile at a time. Um, so yeah, sorry that I've I can't believe I forgot about the music. But uh, actually, something interesting that I found out um, when I was recording it is that um, so the the title scene actually like the the background changes every time mm-hmm. and how the music doesn't necessarily change with it, but like the um, the one I had was in. Like almost looked like some kind of um, Tatooine esque place, uh-huh. right? And so the wind blows or this train or whatever that you're on shakes, and so like you can hear the boxes and stuff shaking as opposed to, so so the the sound changes a little bit depending on which, um, which like titles okay um, okay scene you get in the background. But, Interesting. Uh, 
Yeah, actually, I thought overall the the sound design in the game was really really good. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think uh, was there actually was there music in the there might have been I think I turned the music down. It's some sort of like ambient music yeah. in the background. Um, not a whole lot honestly, but um, but overall I thought just in general the sound design was really really good. The um sound design for just clicking on buttons in the interface was satisfying. Um, definitely, like, the combat, uh, the sounds of the guns and stuff was really, really good, actually. Um, overall, I thought the sound was, like, really, really well Top done. notch. Yeah. Um, did you mention this came out last year in May? Oh, no, I did not okay. mention. So this came out last year in I May. Was, I was looking for music, <laughs> so I wasn't paying attention, really, to what you were saying about the game. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... It definitely an interesting game. Um, def- not something that I, uh, not anything similar to what um, I've kind of been playing. Yeah, me um, As of late, so very very different. That was uh, that was kind of a nice uh, breath of fresh air. Um, very narrative heavy game, um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing either. Um, so when you're first starting out, um, you know, of course, you pick your character. Um, you get to choose from you know a couple of different options. You know, yeah. races of characters. Um, Different classes, but then um, you kind of you develop your backstory um, through through a series of menus, which I thought was actually really interesting. Yeah, um, you know, you get to pick, you know, kind of like what you were like as a child and mm-hmm. what you were like, you know, as an adolescent and, and so on. It's um, very um, reminiscent of um, Mountain Blade Warband. Um, if you've ever played that game, when you first start off, you kind of go through this same thing where you know. As a child, you were the son of a whatever, you know, in your teenage years, blah, blah, blah happened, etc., etc. And you, you kind of build this narrative of how you got to where you are now. So Starcrawlers is really kind of the same same way. How did you? How did your character end up being a crawler, uh, someone who goes in and does re- essentially everybody else's dirty work is what it is. <laughs> you're a, uh, I don't want to say a mercenary, but you're... Just for hire, you know, you're for hire. People need right. stuff um, destroyed, or they want something stolen, or whatever. They, you're you're one of the guys they call, or girls. But yeah, I mean uh, that that part of it I thought was really cool, um, just because I feel like you get a pretty good understanding of you know who you are as a character. And they were pretty diverse too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got and that was quite a few different options on on kind of what your backstory was going to be, um, and that narrative kind of carries like throughout the whole game. Um, it's weird. It, it almost kind of reminded me of like Infocom games in a way. Oh um, yeah. You know, text based mm. games. You know, that gave you these prompts and. Um, you know, obviously this is a, you know, 2017 (laughs) title, so it's not going to be anything like that, but, um, just, uh, just the narrative aspect of it really reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, I said this er earlier to you and I'll say it now. The game is really fun, but it just didn't quite like really grab a hold of my attention. Uh, and I'm not sure why it is very different from most of the stuff that i play but um but yeah i don't know it just it just didn't quite and again i I, there's so much good stuff about this game i don't know that i really have anything to complain a lot about i just i don't know it just didn't quite do it for me yeah i will say that I, i definitely appreciate the level of depth um that the developers tried to go to with the game you know it's it's not just some you know mindless big muscle guy with a gun going through, you know, and blowing <laughs> yeah. everybody up. Um, but, yeah, for some reason it didn't quite click with me either. Um, it's it's a very fun game. Um, there are a lot of good things about it. But... I'm really selling it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm really not trying to trash it. It's a great game. Um, it just did not quite grab me personally. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. The gameplay, I, really, though, is great. Um, just, like, the general exploring I thought was really cool. I was expecting, again, I was thinking to myself kind of Legend of Grimrock, and I don't think Legend of Grimrock has any sort of mouse look input. Um, I could be wrong. Could be totally wrong. I don't know, because I haven't I'm played a, it. I haven't played it, so I don't know. Um, and it's been a while since I've seen a video of it. But uh, there's mouse looking. So you, you are moving one square to the next, but you can look around and, and interact with um, some of the objects that are in each of these places you go to, and I, if I'm not mistaken, all the dungeons are basically, uh, other than probably the story ones, are procedurally generated, so there'll be different 
um, every time. Um, and that was really cool. Um, I was actually not really, I, again, I wasn't expecting to like be able to look around with the mouse. So like when I found out you could look around with the mouse, it's like, Oh my God, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, the skills are really, really interesting. Um, the way the skill trees are built, basically for each class, you have three trees. Um, and for each of those trees to get from like one level to the next, you have to put at least three points into that first, uh, or that, that, that level. So like when you're first starting off, you have to put, if you want to get to the second level skills of your malware, uh, focused, uh, hacker class, you have to put three, three skill points into the first skill and then you can unlock, uh, the skills in the second tier and you just kind of work your way uh they do it uh top to bottom so you work your way down the list um but additionally taking points in those different skill trees can unlock uh different options for you when you're exploring um so like again with i'll use the hacker as an example because it's probably the best one that i can think of um there's a rootkit tree a malware tree and an optimization tree and depending on like which ones you have points in, you might be better at um, hacking through security for like some doors or something as opposed to just deactivating something else or pulling Intel out of uh, a terminal or whatever. Um, so actually that was something I like once I kind of realized that and playing through a couple levels and not being able to get through security doors, I was like, okay, I think I need the root kit. I need a, I need some skills in root kit <laughs> to get through these doors. So I put a well, I actually just put one point in, and that actually had helped on a couple different times now where I come up to a security door. And there's usually ways around, and there may not necessarily be anything good in there per se, but having the option to go through there uh, just makes things always a little bit more interesting. So I thought that was really cool. And essentially, my understanding is each class with those three different skill trees, you can get some different perks just when you're exploring, not necessarily um, uh, for when you're in combat. But the combat skills, too, were really cool. Yeah, agreed. Um, the combat in general was actually pretty good. Um, I mean, I mean, it's it's just standard, like, you know, turn-based combat fare. But yeah, um, the, uh, the, the skills were really good, um, and definitely... Not necessarily what uh, you know. It's not just like strength and agility and intelligence. <laughs> yeah, no, no, and, no, no, no. You know, it's it's not like that. Um, so yeah, I actually thought that was pretty good. Let me, if I can, real quick. What what class did you pick for like your character? Um, let me do take you remember? Here. I do. I do remember. Give me just a second here. You say you remember, but you're looking it up right now. I am looking <laughs> it up right now. Well, I went with the smuggler. Um, and they, pretty much for each of the, each of my party members, I like looked through their skills. I looked at like the, their top level skills in each tree and I was like, okay, I'm going to go through this one or I'm going to go through this one or I'm going to go through this one. And then with the hacker, I realized, oh, I can have some more options available to me in the levels if I pick a couple skills and some other stuff too. So I started diversifying a little bit, but, um, the smuggler, I don't actually don't remember which which one I went with that's right cyber ninja I was gonna oh, say this I was gonna ninja. say ninja but I knew that wasn't right yeah 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 how are the skills with the cyber ninja so um, well you had a lot of different abilities um, there were some really cool ones you know like like they were combat based like uh, like flip kick you know that and just some different special stuff that you could do while you were in combat that, yeah. that dealt quite a bit of damage um see the the smuggler i think it was like gunslingers when i went down had some really really interesting ones actually i picked one up in traps which let me throw a like little like a mine basically out on the field mm -hmm. and then it would i think within like five turns or whatever it would detonate randomly right which did a lot of damage would take down shields pretty easily but then um 
there was, let's see, I had one akimbo, so you'd shoot twice instead of just once. Granted, I think it was a little bit reduced damage, but um, in that one, the other thing with too with the combat is like while it was turn based, there was also time units, quote unquote, right for each move. So, um, like akimbo was only seventy five, and then like my other ones were like one hundred and fifty with with that particular class, um, and you could use armor and other stuff too to kind of adjust those time unit things so like if you're using really heavy armor there's a penalty for that sort of stuff you know a, a time penalty but um and then i got one later there's a what they call a trick shot so basically you just fire once but it would bounce around and hit like up to five enemies i think <laughs> so that was really really cool um I, the skills I just honestly the combat skills I thought were really awesome. There's one you can get with the prototype, which is this uh, robot basically that you get very early on in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think this I think I was going straight termination <laughs> skill tree with him, but basically it puts him in sentry mode, so he doesn't do any damage that turn. But for you know x amount of time units. Um, He's in sentry mode, so every time one of the enemies takes an action, he will shoot at least once or twice, I think he can do twice, and do damage. So that was a good, and that one was one I'd kind of try and plan out a little bit. Right. So I would check and see, okay, is this going to catch all the enemies? Okay, not quite. Let me wait. You know, I'll do something else now. And then um, there was just some really cool synergistic kind of stuff you could do. Cause right. He'd go first, and then I'd have my hacker, and I'd place a hack on one of an enemy that would give us additional damage against all enemies of that type, which is, I, there were very few times when there was, like, oh, most of the missions you're running into, like, all the same of whatever mob it is. So, like, if they're space mites or uh, astral uh, worms or whatever they were called... So we could do extra damage to everybody, and that didn't take up much time. So then I could use the hacker again, and then I had a move called um, oh, Overclock. Mm-hmm. Brings the person who's like at the end of your queue to the front. So then I'd bring cool. back up the prototype guy, put him into a sentry mode or whatever, and then you know the next five turns are all enemies, but every time they take a turn, they take damage too. So I don't know. There was just... I thought they were really cool. And again, the sound effects to go with everything were like really punchy and powerful. It was great. I actually really liked the combat. Yeah, the combat was really good. I there was a there's a move uh, that the Cyber Ninja has called Cyclone Kick. Um, that was really cool. Um it use it did use a lot of time units, but um Basically, you'd go around the battlefield and um, you'd do 75% weapon damage to everybody Dang. in the timeline. Everybody you pass in the timeline. Oh, okay. So that cool. was like really, really gnarly. Um, so yeah, I mean, combat was great. Um, I think it was really just kind of like the other parts of the game that, you know, just the, the story part and kind of the exploration. The story was fun. I felt like. I feel like the secrets were a little too secret. Um, there's that beginning part in the beginning, and the beginning part in the beginning of the game. The, the very beginning part of the beginning? <laughs> where the, you're, like, little tutorial. Where you're, uh, like, searching room. around, and you have to, like, figure out a way to open this door because there's, like, a secret box behind it. You remember that? I searched around for no. the Switch for probably about 30 minutes. Oh, 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 yes, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that drove well, me crazy. Here's the thing with that: I didn't really understand that because I never saw another one of those switches, and I'm pretty sure I would have recognized one. Right. But there was also in that little tutorial area there was another secret somewhere. Because mm-hmm. I remember, I think it actually showed on that part, like the how many secrets there was, and I couldn't figure out how to get or where it was or anything. But um, on one of the missions, I think it was a story mission. Mm-hmm. There's like this. Uh, there's all these traps. So it's the ones where there's a pressure plate, and every time you step on it, it activates or deactivates a laser or set of lasers. And I'm, like, working my way through it, and there's, like, this one area that kind of goes off just a little bit behind, like, a wall or whatever, and I'm like, why do I need to go over there? Well, I decided to go back and check it out, and I just happened to notice that this one little panel on the wall 
has a little marking on it, mm-hmm. and it lets me click on it. So I like click uh, on it three yeah. times, and it opens up a door on the other side or whatever. And I go in, and there was like I don't know, there was a med kit or something. But like that was the only like secret I ever really found. <laughs> but I was so pumped when I found it. I was so excited. Yeah, paranoia really got the best of me a couple of times while I was playing <laughs> it, and I would just literally go up and down a wall just clicking on everything that looked like it could be anything. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I thought the the environments were actually really well designed. Um, they do get a little bit monotonous, um, especially I feel like some of the well, just in general. I mean, you know, most of the missions, if you're on like a spaceship or whatever, the walls look the same pretty much the whole way through. You might come across some different areas where there's living quarters and stuff, but um, but otherwise, I thought they were well designed. The artwork for the characters um npcs was it was decent okay yeah. yeah um the longer i looked at my smuggler guy the more i was like eh not crazy there is an interesting thing though you can actually if you go into your loadout screen or whatever you can, probably not the loadout one of those you can actually change the artwork uh it'll just let you import your own artwork basically it won't let you change there's you know they won't let you change it into something else from the game. I guess they don't have enough assets. They didn't have enough assets or whatever. But but you can like make your own stuff and then pull pull it in. So that'd be a cool way to personalize it a little bit more. But um, as I say, especially with the enemies, it got boring. Yeah, like, a little bit. Um, they were all just 2D. So I mean that is part of it probably. Um, but I, the enemy, some of the enemies were kind of interesting too. Like there was one, or there's a couple. Um, They're like some kind of stewardess bot that would like call in uh, another bot to help out in combat whenever you initiated with them. Um, so that was kind of interesting. But most of the like AI attacks weren't. They were pretty straightforward. So there wasn't anything you had to to watch out for. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't anything super remarkable about the enemies, but, um, definitely at least, uh, at least somewhat interesting. Yeah. Um, one really cool aspect of the game, and this is actually something that I would like to, like to eventually play it again one day, just to kind of see, um, what the differences would be. Um, it's yeah. kind of like your, it's not reputation in a sense of like, uh, oh, yeah. Like how it is in, like Fallout or or something like that, but yeah. you actually so you get to choose um, between you know when you're having a dialogue with somebody, you get to choose you know kind of what you want to say, mm-hmm. and that can affect your relationship with that particular person. Right. Um, and you know you can choose to have you know a, a better relationship with certain contacts, and you know you can kind yeah. of neglect others. And I think it'd be interesting to kind of see, you know, maybe picking different pieces of dialogue, you know, kind of what yeah. the changes on that would be. Yeah. Well, yeah, the the dialogue actually was really good in a lot of ways because, like, yeah, you can try to uh, get more money out of people for doing stuff or um, a lot of times when you go on a mission, you'll you'll accept a mission for one company and then two or three other companies will contact you immediately and say, hey, do this for us instead. And then you have to kind of pick and choose, and that will affect your, your reputation with each of them. I got a um, good enough reputation with one faction um, that I could call in favors. I didn't actually do it because I didn't feel like I needed it. But um, And then there's also like side, like just side missions, basically, you can do, and I think they're just kind of random, and they can affect your reputation um, with, with uh, the different factions, too. So, you know... I kind of started looking for ones that weren't going to piss anybody <laughs> off. But the thing was, too, there's like this uh, UFP, which I don't remember exactly what it stands for, but it's basically kind of the governing body. And so some missions would offer um, additional reputation with the UFP as well, who I was like, okay, I definitely want to try and do that because, you know, I don't want the whole world, you know, the whole galaxy pissed off at me. <laughs> Uh, just, you know, some small, small parts, (laughs) small parts of the galaxy pissed off would be great. Um, one of the story fights that kind of stood out a little bit to me is, um, 
you're recovering something, I think, off... I think it was, they call it the Aurora. Mm-hmm. Um, and you come across this other crawler, basically. And I think his name was Rigo. And he has these, like, four little bots with him. And they're basically, like, little dogs, more or less. Um, it was probably one of the most difficult fights I had because, um... The bots were tough, for one, and he was, because they would, like, sell, heal each other and stuff, and and then one of them kept getting bigger the whole time, which I didn't quite understand. I didn't read the combat text, so I didn't understand what it was doing, but I think every time it got bigger, it got stronger, so, like, it was doing more and more damage. <laughs> um, but then finally, I beat all the little dudes, and I beat Rigo himself, and it gives you the option to heal him because he's not actually dead yet. You know, he's just... Or you can kill him and, like, dump him down the elevator shaft. <laughs> and um, I decided to kill him. <laughs> it's uh, not the Jedi way. Well, yeah, I'm a smuggler, so I don't care. It's all about me, baby. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was, like, one of those things I... He was an asshole, so Fair he enough. did the asshole thing, and I just killed him. <laughs> and then there was another one. I don't know. Did you get? Did you did you do that one? Do you remember that one? Uh, I don't think I actually got to that one. Okay. Well, there's another one later on, where you're basically trying to find out why like all these robots are attacking you because they shouldn't be because it's like a it's a um, consumer vessel i mean you know like it's like a cruise ship or whatever basically um and so you're like working your way to um and it's all like the housekeeping robots so you're like working your way to the housekeeping ai center or whatever and you get there and um it's like corrupted i don't know exactly how to explain what's going on with it um but there's this really it's kind of an interesting little puzzle you have to um it wants you to complement the color that's on its screen, and there's all these little balls of light, and you can turn them. They only go, like, two different directions. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you have to try and mix. Some of them will point at other ones, and then they'll mix colors. So you have to, like, try and mix the right colors to make it, like, a green or whatever. I don't remember what color I needed. Um, actually, I think it was yellow. Um, meanwhile, periodically more bots will spawn from either side of the room and wander over to you as you move around one block at a time. They move one block at a time as you try and solve this puzzle. And then you have to fight that, you know, you have to fight this random bot. And then you go to the other side and you have to fight a bot. And then you can turn this thing and then you can turn that one. And then you got to fight another bot. And then after all that was done, then we ended up having to fight some, like, strange robo amalgamation that the AI dumped on you and uh i don't know it was just really the the puzzle part of it was cool um it wasn't like super hard it just took a little time to work out right um but then like having to fight the guys in between solving the puzzle and then having to fight like the boss of the level was it was interesting it was fun a little bit hairy <laughs> yeah yeah, and, and some of the bosses were actually like pretty tough, too. Um, there were definitely a couple of points that I got stuck in the game. And, um, one, notably, would be... Um, I think he was actually just a mini-boss, but um, I don't know if it's necessarily pronounced Loki, but that's just how I read it because Loki. of Thor. But, um, yeah. Oh, L-O... The L-0-K-I, yeah. Oh, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember that one. But, um, yeah, that was super tough. And I guess he can actually appear in a couple of different spots. Oh, okay. Um, but the toughest part about it was, and um, I find bosses like this in a couple of different games, but uh, the fact that he can heal himself so well. Oh. And so, like, every time you do a little sucks. bit of damage, um, even if you are, you know, at a pretty, you know, at a fairly high level, mm. you know, have some good skills... The fact that he can heal himself almost completely every time you attack him just makes it, like, impossible. That's really frustrating. Yeah. There was, um... Actually, that just made me think. I was gonna say, I don't think I had any healing skills on any of my 
party members, but um, I picked up a Force uh, Psyker or whatever they're called mm -hmm. pretty early, and one of the one of the or I guess it was a couple of the skills I had. One would put a I guess a Force barrier on everyone in the party, and then uh, for X amount of turns or whatever after that, if those barriers took damage, that would basically charge up your, this one, you know, this one specific attack. And, like, so, especially if uh, the enemies were uh, focusing on, my, my hacker got focused a lot when I was running those two together, uh, for whatever reason. Uh, they would, like, focus him, so his barrier would get completely depleted, which was, like, I don't know, 10 or 20 hit points or whatever. Right. But, uh, I don't know, you got, like, a crazy amount of additional damage for every, like, one of those that got knocked off. So, like, she could, like, basically one-shot people. <laughs> it took a couple turns, but... Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was cool. But, yeah, I don't think I... I don't... I don't... I don't remember seeing any healing skills. Actually, I take that back. I think I had a... Uh, technician or whatever. Oh, okay. That had like a self heal out of combat basically. But honestly, I don't know that I was playing it very conservatively. Mm -hmm. So I didn't like really get myself into too many situations where I was like really feeling the pain. <laughs> I did I did a little bit early on and yeah. then I got a little more powerful and I was like, I'm just gonna stick to the easier missions and not worry about it. So yeah. <laughs> Well, that is the nice thing about the game, is you do have quite a variety of, you know, different missions that you can take on. Some of them aren't really, you know, necessarily dangerous whatsoever. Actually, you know which ones I thought were a lot of fun? There's some where you have to, like, escort uh, an engineer on a spacecraft or whatever oh, to yeah. recover something. Mm -hmm. Those were kind of fun, because, like, you got an extra gun on your side. <laughs> you, don't have to, you, don't get to, you don't get to control them at all, but... Um, and it was kind of cool just, like, I don't know, having, like, it felt a little more, uh, I don't know. I just, I enjoyed it a little bit more, like, thinking, oh, I gotta protect this guy, as opposed to, like, I just gotta get in here and get some box and get out. Yeah. It it did remind me a little bit of uh, Princess Bruto at times from Ocarina of Time, but uh, but yeah, no, those actually were pretty fun. And, and no, generally... not nearly that bad, <laughs> I didn't have to carry him around anyway. <laughs> uh, he didn't just run off some ledge on his own or... No, no, no. It's way, way better than that. Way better. So, I mean, any anything else that you got? I think that's 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 pretty much all I got. It's funny. Like, now that we're talking about it, I actually kind of want to go through and play it again. <laughs> I know, right? um, Because there were some parts of it that were really excellent. And... Um, I don't know. It's just it's nice to have something that's that's a little bit different than because uh, I mean, how many games are there that you know you basically try to kill everybody else, you know, Skyrim. first person shooters, <laughs> you know that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and and having something that's uh, that's almost it, it you know it reads well. Um, you know, it's got a good story to it. You know, you've got lots of different options on class and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It was, it was really great, I thought. I mean, again, it just didn't... And maybe it's because I got Laser League and uh, was playing through Boundless again and, and in Sea of Thieves, too. Uh, so it may have just been because of, like, all the other things that were, are vying for my attention right now that it didn't quite get me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, it was, it was really good, especially... I mean, I guess let's, you know, do we recommend? I would say yeah. Especially, I would say yeah, like, yeah. If that, like, watch a trailer or, or watch somebody else's gameplay a little bit. I wouldn't, you know, don't spoil you, the storyline and stuff for yourself, but... But yeah, if a, if a story-driven uh, dungeon crawler, you know, kind of yeah. strikes your fancy a little bit, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, pick it up. It's And it's a little different just because it's in, you know, space as opposed to a dungeon... Right. Or Which some is, kind of, like, fantasy setting or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely a little different. Um, do we want to... Well, before... 
We have. We need to pick a. We need to pick a game. I know. Next we month. we actually need to nail it Before down. Before we do that, I do want to say a quick thank you to a couple of people who have given us some feedback already. Uh, namely, um, Tim, my new friend from the Ford Center. He listened to our pre-episode. Um, gave us a little bit of feedback there, and also uh, Kevin. Thanks for listening to the last episode and getting getting back with us and kind of giving us your thoughts. Uh, I really really appreciate it. Um. All right, anything in this list that catches your fancy or anything new that is not on the list that you want to play for next month? I mean, March. I got to say, I, I know that you and I have both played it kind of uh, kind of quite a bit. Okay. But um, more fight not be, might not be a bad one. You want to do more fight? We could do more fight. All right, I'll put it on the list. Okay. Because that's just that's a game that I definitely feels like sticking with the space theme this time. I feel like that game deserves a lot of attention because I think it's it's a really good game. Um, yeah. Not to say that you know it's not popular or anything like that, but <laughs> it, it definitely endur- it, uh, deserves some endorsement for oh, wait, sure. More fight is on this list. What am I doing? I'm so dumb. <laughs> just play it twice. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> we'll come back next year. <laughs> All right. Morphite. So, how would you describe Morphite? I know we talked about it earlier, but um, just real quick. In some ways, it's kind of like No Man's Sky light. Yeah. Um, basically, you can you can travel around to all kinds of different planets. Um, there is a story yeah, to the game. There's actually a story. Um, but you can also just kind of like hop around and and do whatever you want. I find the story missions actually like really enjoyable. Pretty though. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, you got the main character is really cool. Um, she's Maybe a little, a little naive, She's but like um, space tracer, right? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a super cool game. Uh, the artwork is, I would say, amazing. Honestly, yeah. um, I every time I play it, I get really sucked into it, and um, I think it should be an interesting play for for next month. Oh, I know it's on PC. Do you know what else it is on? Um, it's actually on like just about everything, okay. um, including uh, iOS. Yeah, I was gonna say it's on Android too, so like you can pretty much play it anywhere i don't think your saves are going to cross over but so if if you're exclusively in like the apple ecosystem you can use icloud to uh transfer saves between between (laughs) your devices but i don't think that works for anything else yeah i don't think so either all right uh so more fight more fight um i guess is that it is that all we have to say that's all we got okay Uh, we recommend Star Crawlers. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, oh, I I will say this real quick. Um, we we'd like to encourage you to play games with with us, quote unquote. Like as we're playing games, play them as well if you want to. Um, if it's a game maybe you're on the fence about or you're not like, just wait a month and then hear our thoughts and make up your mind then. But like if it's something that you've been meaning to play or like. Please go ahead and um, get it, play it with us. Come back with you know your thoughts. See if we all line up or not. Um, we do have a Facebook page now, uh, Facebook.com/slash/gotmpodcast, um, as well as a website, uh, gotmpodcast.blubrry.net. Is it .net? .net, I, I think. I thought, I was thinking it was it's just dot, .com. No, it's .net. Here's why, because I remember sending it as .com to somebody, and they were like, hey, it doesn't exist. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's GOTM, Game of the Month, podcast.blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.net. Uh, maybe and, we'll have a forum at some point. That'd yeah, cool. I, I have um, set up comments uh, for the website, so you can get in there and like leave comments on episodes and stuff. Um, as well, feel free to get in touch with us through Facebook. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? We also have an email address. Oh, you can, uh, you can subscribe uh, through the website. We, we're on iTunes now. We are on Google Play Music. Uh, you can subscribe via email. Um, there's like a, a bajillion different ways you can subscribe. So uh, do it. 
Yeah, and we're also really interested in uh, suggestions for games that we should play, too, because, yeah. I mean, you know, our, our list we've got here, um, while it is growing, um, you know, <laughs> it's basically just us kind of sitting around just spitballing, like, oh, that would be fun to play. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, suggestions of, of games that anybody wants to see are certainly welcome. Um, yeah. Get in touch with us through any of those outlets. And uh, you can email us to yes. game of the month podcast at gmail.com. It's a mouthful, but you can do it. Yeah, and that might be a little uh, that might be a little 2005, but um, <laughs> I tried GOT. <laughs> it was taken already. And game of the month was taken already. I tried, man. We it's can okay. fix it later. You gave a value enough. <laughs> we'll just have to sue everybody else. All right. Uh, I think that's probably it. That's, that's probably it. We should probably stop while we're ahead. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thanks um, for listening. Definitely another great month, and uh, we'll see you next time for uh, more fight. Woohoo!